met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. episode of subconscious realms i'm your host general lee and for tonight we have an extraordinary guest who comes recommended with the highest regards imaginable uh his show uh, is steeped with fascinating content uh, ladies and gentlemen please welcome the host and creator of no apologies raven kiefer uh, now then raven well how are you doing Jim? i'm good man i'm good thank uh, Mate, I, I really, really appreciate you uh, coming on. You know, well, I appreciate uh, you. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to this it's, since I got contact with you. It's, uh, yeah, can't wait, mate. <laughs> well, where are we going to start? We want to start with the uh, uh, the reset. Uh, yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, uh, makes sense once it starts at the beginning. Well, talk about, uh, well, we've got the World Economic Forum and the United Nations that are talking about a global reset. But what they don't tell you historically is that they have done a reset as recently as the 1800s, Um, another one in the 1600s. Uh, It looks like they definitely did one in the 700s. But what happens is we have this cataclysm cycle. Every 400 years, we can trace back and show that there have been massive cataclysms um, to varying degrees. But here in the United States, since I'm here, I'll use this one. Here in the United States, in the 1800s, we have stories about plasma discharges coming down from the sky. Think Sodom and Gomorrah coming down from the sky and setting whole cities, whole regions on fire. And when these things would hit people, it didn't just burn them up. It turned them to ash. Now, that was in the 1800s here in the United States. At the same time, we had what they called chanceries. Chanceries were lawful officers of some kind that could go around and pick up anybody that they wanted to and put them in asylums. Anybody who was uncooperative, anybody who was overly intellectual, anybody who was uh, even university teachers at the time, um, political uh, dissent. They picked them up and put them in asylums here in the United States. Come to find out, the same thing happened over in Europe. Now, not only were they doing that, but they were gathering up the children, and they were putting them into what they called orphanage asylums, which were basically re-education centers. Uh, I don't know if you all are familiar with this over in your your area, but the orphan trains. We had orphan trains here in the United States that delivered hundreds of thousands of children as slave labor to the farms, to the factories in the cities. Um, all across the country. But it's come to find out, the same it's thing happened in Australia. Yeah, Australia. It happened in India. It happened in Europe. So where were all the adults? 
people don't ask this question. Um, then we come to find out that not only did we have these fireballs coming down here in the United States, but at the time the Russians were over in Washington and in Northern California, they have stories of fireballs out there and up in Alaska. Then we have stories from China. We have stories from across Europe. We have stories from India. So this was a global catastrophe in the 1800s, and they used it as a reset. Well, we go back to the 1600s. We have the same process in the 1600s. They used orphanages. Um, you know, the famous story from from you know it's uh, uh, from Dickens is uh, Oliver Twist, the street urchins, oh, the street twist, urchins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what they did is, is they took the adults and put them in poorhouses and asylums, and you ended up with all these children and child labor again. Um, so uh, we can show that those two are definitely the same pattern. Tell you what, mate, that is uh, that's shocking. That isn't it? it really is. <laughs> Raven, these are plasma discharges. Um, that's, that's that's worrying. That. Where, where did these, do they know where they came from? Well, everything about what happened at that time makes you, they described it the same way that the events in Sodom and Gomorrah would describe. These, these things would come down out of the sky. They looked like balls of energy, but when they hit the ground, they set everything on fire. Um, some of them in Germany, some of them were described as being tendrils. They looked kind of like jellyfish, but everywhere the tendrils jellyfish. touched the ground, the ground burst into flames. Well, yeah, you know how jellyfish has its tendrils yeah, that yeah. hang down? Yeah, that dangles out, don't they? They were described. Um, but where the tendrils touched the ground and danced around on the ground, everything caught fire and burst into flames. Some of it was just turned <laughs> to ash. Um, same story from, from parts of India and in China, too. Um, it had to have been electromagnetic. Um, here in the United States, we have the uh, petroglyphs. Um, they call them the dancing man. Um, and they look like plasma. And thank goodness that we have people that are actually studying this stuff, and they're, they're starting to make the connections between the hieroglyphs that we have, the, the petroglyphs, and the electrical discharges that are being seen right now. Um, last year in India, they had a dancing man in the sky. That's what we call it. You know, I'm Native American, in case folks didn't know. We call it the dancing man, and what it looks like is it looks like a man that has two frisbees, one under each, each hand, and is wearing a hoop skirt. Well, we call it the dancing man, and we actually have a dance that is designed after that, and uh, it, it's a dance of destruction. Um, it's it's hard to explain it ceremonially, but we've actually imitated that in our ceremonial dance, and people didn't understand what it meant. What it is is it's a plasma discharge from electromagnetic frequency buildup, you know, like solar discharges, uh, discharges from the sun. It charges the atmosphere. Well, if you get a charge in the atmosphere like that, it has to be grounded. Well, if it builds up too much, then you get plasma discharges, which are even more uh, as far as energy than what you would have with lightning discharges. Um, we knew right, that it was right. coming. I don't know if you all in Europe remember, but a couple of years ago, you had those lightning bolts that hit the bridge in Italy and the bridge collapsed on the apartment oh, complex. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember that. That was, that like, was a plasma really old bridge as well, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but the lightning bolts, if you actually saw the flashes of those lightning bolts, that, that was plasma discharge. And it actually melted right. steel and the concrete that it hit. Whoa. Um, <laughs> people are always asking for evidence. It's all around us. Yeah, yeah. 
I guess what more evidence would you need? You've got proof there where it's like as good as melted steel. Well, and, uh, and, you know, yeah. well, and we can go back. You know, and lightning, lightning generates a lot of energy, but I've yeah. never seen lightning blow a bridge apart. Um, it happened over there in Italy, and we had one here in the United States in Louisiana that had the same problem. Um, I haven't been able to find any more, but we started yeah. seeing what we call the dancing man, that plasma in the sky reaching down. They call them sprites. Sprites. You know, when they're above the clouds, they when they're above the clouds, they call them sprites. When they're below the clouds, now that's a plasma discharge <laughs> um, a coming plasma toward the ground. Discharge. Yeah. Uh, now, we, we can go back a further. We can go back further. Um, I don't know how far back this one goes. We think that it's the 25,000-year cycle, but it could have been 12,900. And that's things people that need to understand. We got a 400-year cycle. The one that hit in the 1800s was odd because it was only 200 years difference. That's the first time in history that I've seen that. But when you talk about a spiral of time, when you get to the bottom of that spiral, that's the tightest turn. It turns right back on itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we know that we have a black burn band. And a lot of people are familiar with the black soil in South America. That's the reason why things grow so well, right? Um, we also have the black soil band in Africa, across India, and into China. That's where the equator used to be. That It's 23 degrees off. Um, you know, I tell everybody, don't believe me or disbelieve me, either no or don't. If you hear something that I say, replay it and look it up. Then you'll have some knowledge. Um, it yeah. doesn't do me any good <laughs> True, to pull True. up a bunch of documents and stuff like that. Because people are either going to believe you or they're not. And I don't want them to believe. Um Black soil bands go across in, across South America, across Africa, into India, and into China. It is all carbon dated at the same time, which means something hit the earth and burned all that tropical jungle along the equator, all the way from South America into China, all in one go. Uh, then we have a second. Yeah, a solar discharge. A solar discharge. Um, we know that we get a solar discharge about every 12,900 years. Um, here's the thing. We have a lot of references. Over there in Spain, for folks who are listening from there, there's a place that has a, a, a memorial. It's called the Eye of Hinde. It shows the four gas giants cornered up in a box, and it shows the sun in the middle. And if you're looking at it, it is spitting at you. We also have another thing that is called Zorath the Sun Demon. That's S-O-R-A-T-H, Sorath, the sun demon. Um, and that is a reference to sun being happy most of the time, but when it gets angry, it becomes a demon, and it fits at you. We right. also have the kabuki masks from Asia. One is happy, the other one is sticking its tongue out, spitting at you. Yeah, kabuki, ah, right, yeah. kabuki masks. Um. So we have historical precedent and we have memory. We have a global memory of these events. The problem is, is that they have occulted those memories. And that's where I come in. I study occult literature, occult uh, symbology, and, and I also study esoteric works. That's the reason why I have the information that I do. <laughs> um, well, uh, Raven, so, Raven, uh, just, just sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I know you're on a roll. I'm loving it, right? But. Just have a look on your Skype and your messages on this call. I've just sent you some pictures. Uh, you've just actually mentioned petroglyphs. I just wondered what you thought of these. Um, I won't be able to pull them up. 
Um, I'm actually on my phone, and I use it for my internet too. <laughs> All right. If, but, you, if uh, you go, if you click where the circle is, you know where Skype is. If you click on that, yeah. it, it should take, and you go back, it should take you to like uh, without it won't disconnect you. It should take you to our, our you know where I've messaged you before. If it doesn't, it's not a problem, but you should be all right. Uh, yeah, dev images. Come up. Have you got them? If you have the pictures, uh, they're from the Southwest. They're from Arizona and New Mexico here in the United States and Colorado. Oh, right. And uh, these, the, the ones that I've got, the what I sent you, uh, I think they were from, you know, where Utah, they were Skinwalker Ranches. Utah, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll look like they kind of look like a dancing man. It looks like his hands are out and he's holding hoops. It looks like he's got a hoop at the bottom and two feet, yeah, and then a circle that. at the top. Yeah. And what that is is a plasma discharge. Um, and if people want to verify this, there is a group. Um, they're connected with uh, Ben Davidson at uh, Suspicious Observers, but it's uh, the Electric Universe group, and they actually have a group that is working with plasma, and they're showing these things. Exactly the way that they look in the petroglyphs. So it, it, science is proving out what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I mean, I mean, these petroglyphs. It's terrifying too. <laughs> um, because we know it's a cycle. That's the thing. We know it's a cycle. For my family, you know, I'm Native American. My family said that that every ten generations this happens. Well, if you take the way we count our generations. Yeah, if we if we if you take the way that my family, my tribe counts generations, that's forty years per generation, which is every four hundred years. So it's it's in our it's in our historical memory. They just didn't understand what was coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can go back well, to uh, we can go back to time. In seven seventy, we know that there was a cataclysm because the Romans spread out all over Europe, all over the Near East, the Far East, and North Northern Africa. And when they did that, they wiped out adults, including the Cathars, the Cathars. Really? Um, and and they took all those children as slaves. They did the same thing with the Kushites in North Africa. They killed them off. And what they did is they took the children as slaves and they spread out. Well. I don't know if you've had anybody on that talks about the missing time. They think that there's about a thousand years missing in history. It has well, been the, the uh, briefly mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Well, the cataclysm that happened, we think that the cataclysm in 330 is the one that did it, but we can trace things to 770. We think the cataclysm in the 700s was so bad that actually you lost everything from 700 to almost 1600. Because we, if you look, we really didn't see any reconstitution of the Roman Empire under the guise of Catholicism until oh, no. almost 1100 years, you know, 11 AD, 1100 AD. So that shows that we had a huge, some kind of a bad cataclysm, and it took them that long to get things back together again. Yeah. Um, but same process. They poisoned the food and water in Roman cities. They killed the adults, and they took the children. Then we can show the same thing that happened in the 1600s. Think about it: poison water, they, the plague of rats. Um, yeah, great. They yeah, were great there until, until, and then in the 1800s, the same process again. And the very interesting thing is the uh, odd fellows, the ones that wear the top hats. Um, they're they're, oh, yeah. they're a, yeah. uh, uh, the odd fellows that wear the top hats turned up in the 1600s. 
That's the first time that because we had photographs. Um, and in the 1800s, the odd fellows were the ones that were seen with the children who were working on the farms and in the factories. So there's a connection right. there, too. A lot of people uh, don't yeah, see these yeah. things. Um, I don't see her patterns. I don't, I, especially when we, you've got photographic evidence. Uh, uh, I don't, it's unavoidable. That is the <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have a near, I have a near memory. Um, I can, I can tell you books that I it was a very good example. I read Sanitary like 25 years ago. It's 1189 pages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't do that with all. Of them. No, yeah. I can't do it with all of them, but I can sit down and draw you a blueprint of a motor that I worked on when I was in high school. Um, so yeah, I'm so. very, very fortunate that this, this gift was given to me. Yeah, yeah, um, so that is a talent, that's a gift, it really is. Uh, Raven, what, uh, what, uh, Raven, what tribe Go ahead. of Go ahead. Native Americans are you from? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually Cherokee. Cherokee? Um, I'm, I'm from, yeah, Cherokee. I, uh, my folks are Cherokee and Irish. Um, All right. Uh, my, the, the other side of my family is actually from Donegal. Donegal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Thanks, how they done it. So I, I mispronounced it. I apologize if I can over there. Um, but yeah, my my family are Irish and Cherokee. Um, my great grandmothers um, were born out in Oklahoma after the tribes were moved. And I don't know if people know about that. They call it the Trail of Tears. But uh, my my great grandmothers were born out in Oklahoma in 1889 and 1891. And that, yeah. um, so for me, 1889 and 1891. That's how that's when my great grandmothers were born. Wow, wow. And I was lucky enough that that they lived into their hundreds. They one was 105 and one was 106 when they died. So I was well, raised with family. Yeah. That yeah, my great grandmother lived to be 106. That's brilliant. That, isn't <laughs> it? Really, it really is. Uh, I bet. I bet. I tell you what, mate. I bet, I bet they've got some good, good tales to tell you, like, uh, like about what. Oh yeah. Well, you know, people talk about the mud floods, right? Mud floods. Yeah. They talk about the mud floods. My great grandmother, uh, her father made money by pulling vehicles through the mud in really? the 1880s. Yeah. Um, he had two draft horses and he used his draft horses to pull cars and trucks and other wagons through the mud in the 1880s. And that's another thing that we have in common. People talk about the mud. Well, if you go to the 1600s, everything was covered in mud. Um, they even make movies and show the mud on the streets. You know, they're trying to tell you something. But in the 1800s, around the globe, we see mud, the Russian War, the European Wars, the Civil War here in the United States, mud everywhere. Um, you know, they talk about the Wild West, like out in Utah and Colorado. But every time you see a photograph from out there, they're covered in mud. <laughs> You're not wrong, mate. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so uh, what we have is just have proof that, that things have been covered in mud. Now, is that from excessive rain? Is that from the fires? You know, we had the fires in the 16 and 1800s, too. If you don't have greenery to catch the rain, then you're going to have mud everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it really is fascinating, isn't it? It really is. 
Well, and you know, the thing about it is, is me, I, and I don't mean to keep going, but in order to put the pattern together so that people understand what, what I'm showing as a pattern, um, you know, we don't have images to work with. My, I have to do it with my voice. Yeah, um, yeah. But we can see a pattern it goes back through the 1800s, goes back through the 1600s. We can find references that the Romans did the same thing in the 700s. Um, it shows a 400-year pattern. Then you start looking at the science. You start looking at the rainy seasons. You look at the droughts. You look at the ice core samples. You look at the uh, mud samples that were taken out of the bogs in Ireland. You start looking at all that. Now you start seeing a 400-year pattern. Yeah. Then you get to a 12,900-year pattern, and that gets us to Gobekli Tepe. Gobekli Tepe was buried 12,900 years ago. Um, why would you bury stone monument other than that you wanted to make sure it didn't get destroyed? Yeah, it's very bizarre that into how it's. Uh, I think it's brilliant. A brilliant uh, from keeping it, like you said, from being destroyed. Because if that if that one's been covered up, mate, it would have been wrecked. Exactly. Well, and we we can see evidence of stone buildings all across northern Africa and into uh, India and China. Um, through uh, parts of Nepal, Nepal and Tibet, we can see stone structures that were melted. Now, you know, that's hot to melt stone. Yeah, I mean, you hear as well uh, of certain mountains that are like, looks like they've been melted as well. It's, uh, it's really bizarre, isn't it? Do you think that that could be the plasma? Exactly. Yeah. It has yeah. to be something hot enough to melt stone. Yeah, to generate heat like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, we know we know that when lightning hits stone, it fractures it. Generally speaking, when a lightning bolt hits a, a rock, it will fracture it. Right. You'll see a burn mark, and you might get a little bit of melt on the edge, but those yeah. structures across Turkey and northern Africa and South America and over in uh, India and parts of uh, Tibet and Nepal, those buildings are literally, the, the stone on the outside is melted. Um, you, even some of them are flipped over where they are melted. Um, <laughs> that has to be plasma. Well, yeah. somebody says, yeah. well, you know, it's, it's human caused. It's, it's human reset. Well, here's the thing. Um, we know that the sun does this on a regular basis. We've seen other stars that use, that do micronova um and we've seen evidence we've seen evidence on the planet that you know everybody says well it was a nuclear war that they fought decades ago if you go by the indus valley writings yes they flew vimana which means that ufos are not anything new um because the vimana were thousands of years ago um and they had weapons that that sounded similar to uh, bombs and nuclear weapons and and plasma but you know that wouldn't have say that, yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny you should mention that about uh, you know the, the weapons because you know like the like ancient india and you see some of the the artwork mm -hmm. what done it looks like like you say it looks like they've got weapons of some sort oh yeah oh yeah you know that's what i was talking about they they yeah. according to the indus valley writings and even some writings from china um, they had aircraft that were as big as cities. They had other ones that were as small as like, you know, our motorcycles. Um, they almost sound like the land speeders that they show in uh, Star Wars. Um, yes. But they could yes. fly. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, is they could appear and disappear while you watched. 
they they would appear in the sky and just destroy everything underneath them and then they would vanish as people watched um doesn't that sound familiar um we're seeing that kind of stuff right now and you know thank goodness they aren't blowing everything up underneath them yeah but yeah, know, constantly right now see they're seeing ships appear in the sky and then just vanish and they're acting like it's something new when we can find writings from india and nepal and tibet and uh, china yeah. Yeah. that show that this has been going on for a long long time it's not that they're not here it's just that we can't see them <laughs> Do you think that the, the the idea of dimensions, other dimensions, um, what's your, what, know, your view about, on that? You have the uh, you have the uh, the mathematical quantum physics guys, and I disagree with them. I think of it more like a uh, a computer. If you got a yeah. giant server, each server will have partitions in it, right? And what happens here is, is we have we have light frequencies, we have sound frequencies, and then we have electromagnetic frequencies. And those are our partitions. Very good example. We we're actually fourth dimensional beings. We see in three dimensions. Okay. Um, here's the problem. We can only see a very, very small part of what's around us. Same thing with our hearing. Um, same thing with the electromagnetic frequencies around us. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we had a uh, if we had a meter stick, if we had a meter stick in front of us, we could probably see four or five millimeters on that meter stick. And everything else outside of those four or five millime uh, millimeters, we can't see or hear or feel. Um, they're completely outside of our senses. So around us right now, the rest of that meter stick exists and we have no interaction with it because we can't see it, feel it, hear it, touch it. Some people who meditate do connect to it. Um, some people who use hallucinogenics connect to it. Um, but you have to get out of your physical existence in order to transcend the frequencies that you're locked into. Um, and it is frequencies. Um, they have uh, they have the uh, human residence, which is 8.87 that we function in. If it goes higher or lower, we don't function well, and things start start mal malfunctioning electronically. You right, know, that's right. the electric frequency that we. Um, if we could just change our vibration slightly, I doubt very much that the people around us would be able to see us. Um, so how many people are around us every day that we don't know about just because we can't see or hear them? <laughs> You've got a point, then. It's like you look at it like that and you think, whoa. Imagine that. You know, I've studied a lot of things. Uh, you know, I'm kind of like, like the old, you know, well, I've had people refer to me as, as a reincarnation of Rudolf Steiner, and I take that as a compliment. But the reason why I can see the, the, reason why I can see the patterns that I see is because I don't study just one thing. It doesn't do, yeah. do me any good to know how a plant works if I don't know how the rain and the sunlight works on the plant. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. So it doesn't do me any good. It is. Yeah. It doesn't do me any good to understand. Uh, it doesn't do me any good to know that there were writings in India that talked about Vimana if I don't look at the science that applies to those things. Yes. yes. You see what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. what we have is. We have a very limited vibrational set that, that we are locked into. But 
we have stories over here, and I don't know about where you're at, but I, I've heard a couple from over your way about the, the seeing an image go by that looked like it was camouflaged, like uh, from the Predator movie. I, you know, have you mate, seen I, the I, yeah, I've seen that. It's like, uh, oh, it kind of glimmers, like like a cloaking device type uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've well, heard of the it. The yeah. in the United States. The stories are increasing here in the United States. There are more and more people seeing this, and it's an outline of a human being or a human form, but it's cloaked. You, you, it kind of blends into the background unless it moves yeah. or or the background moves behind. Now, yeah, I just saw you. three last fall. What? I was over, I was over across from where I work at, having a cigarette. And I thought, you know, you get that feeling somebody's looking at you. Yeah, yeah. And I kept looking up the trail because I, I felt it there. I kept looking up the trail, looking up the trail. I didn't see anything, but I knew something was there. It was driving me crazy. And finally, one of the branches behind moved. And then I could see the outline of somebody standing there. Now, the scary thing is, is it was only about eight feet away from me. And I did not see it come up close to me. I could feel it there, but I couldn't see it. If the branches behind it in that little shrub hadn't moved, I'd have never known they were standing there. And the other thing that was even more scary is the speed with which they moved away from me. I could watch them move through the trees. We don't have world-class sprinters uh, and not even animals that could move that quick. I would have the operate? It was scary to me because they were eight feet away from me. They could have been on top of me, and I'd have never even seen them coming. Oh, um, gosh. Does it sound I mean, creepy? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we had a lady who was hunting up in Ohio. She was up in a tree stand, and that's the way that we hunt here. We put a stand up in the tree so we can see further out. Yeah. And uh, we're above the fire line for other hunters. But she was up in a tree stand, and right across from her, in the tree across from her, she saw one on a branch no standing way. there looking at her. Still yeah. on a branch. Uh, and she got a photograph of it. That's the trippy thing. She oh, accidentally got, got an image. Have you actually you got a kind of see the, of it? Yeah, you can kind of see the outline of a human form <sighs> or human humanoid form in the tree. No way, man. Uh, that's six guests, please send me that picture, please. <laughs> yeah, that does sound. I'll look it up. And I'll get it to you. Oh, but, thanks uh, for that. Oh, but we also man. have stories with. We also have stories that go all the way back as far as we can find written text that talk about those that move amongst us that we not see. Yeah, so exactly. it's not, it's just that people are starting to notice again. Yeah, it's not fiction, <laughs> is it, mate? It's fact. Um, yeah. Well, and is it is it because they haven't been amongst us and they've just come back? You know, or it's is it because we're just now starting to pay attention? Well, you know, the old story says is that they removed themselves from the sight of mankind. It didn't say that they left. It just says that they removed themselves from our ability to see them. So they've done that through their choice, haven't they? they? Yeah. I mean, they could have been here the whole time. Yeah. Do you think that something's triggered them to to want to uh, make that decision? Well, you know, our people... Our people, the Cherokee, say that yeah. the Sky Brothers, that's what's called them. The Sky Brothers, during the last calamity, others came and took some of them and protected them until the, the, until the disaster was over and then brought them back. Right. 
Right, okay. That sort uh, of makes the sense. Hopi, the Hopi scant people, the people underground. Yeah. The the Hopi say the people from underground came and got them and took them underground until the disaster was over. Uh, we have the same stories from Nepal and Tibet. We have same stories Africa. from Africa, South America. It, it, it sort of ties in with Hollow Earth and Inner Earth this as well, doesn't it, really? Well, you know, the Hollow Earth thing, we know that there's an ocean under the crust that's bigger than the oceans on the surface. Mate, that is just um, insane. It sounds just like, it's probably mind-blowing. <laughs> you know, why couldn't somebody live there? Yeah, um, hey, in South America, yeah, well, in South America, they've got some uh, petroglyphs that they've, well, some stone carvings, uh, hieroglyphs yeah. that they've carved. And in the hieroglyph, it shows a submarine that looks like a fish. And it shows their teacher, their elder. Uh, I, I don't hold me to it. I don't think it's Quetzalcoatl. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, they show this image of this person. And their story is, is that this thing came out of the water and they couldn't shoot arrows or throw uh, uh, spears at it because it just bounced off of it and made a, 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 a hollow sound. And then the person that came out of it was wearing something that looked like a diving suit. And all the images of this person wearing the diving suit They've never got the diving suit off. And what I've said is, is if they came from the ocean from under the crust, the pressure there would be so different than the pressure here that just like us needing a suit to be underwater, they would need a suit to be above the water. Does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Slightly op- slightly opposite but that is a story. Uh, yeah. Under the water, it taught me how to grow crops. Um, our people say that the Sky Brothers took us and, and kept us until after the things were done and then brought us back. Um, the Hopi say that the people from underground, uh, the Dogen say that their Sky Brothers come to them. Um, same thing with the ab- Aboriginals in Australia. Um, yeah, yeah. So we have stories that they have come and interceded at the really bad catastrophe time. Well, unfortunately, these happen about every 12,900 years. And it's been 12,900 years. <laughs> so we're there. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. We'll, we'll add to that that we know that we have a cataclysm every 12,900 years, every 25, every 50. And then we have the Yuga cycle, which is from India, which is 102,000. Um, we are now at the convergence of all those cycles at the same time. That does not sound good, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I tell everybody, we have today. We have today and we do what we can. Um, People like you and me, we try to get the information out. We try to share knowledge. That's true, that, mate. We do everything to prepare. See, everybody, everybody has fallen for this lie that death is a bad thing. Back in the old days, people embraced death. Now, they didn't chase it down. You don't go hunting death. (laughs) Do you know, you know it's funny to say that? I was on about this recently not, as well. But when it comes, you embrace it because it's a change. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not the end. It's a change. Well, yeah, I mean, every story, every group of people on the planet say there's only one way out of this physical body that we occupy. We have to let yeah. go of it. Yeah, yeah. The only way that's going to happen is if you die. Yeah. Um, I mean, like some cultures. 
some of the cultures, uh, like you said, they embrace death. Oh, yeah. It's like death, it's like death, it puts birth as well. Uh, well, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think you're dancing with it, but when it comes, I'm not going to take it away. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody's uh, at their time. It is, mate, and, and everything happens for a reason, uh, and, and that reason is if it's meant to happen. Uh, like you said, if you you embrace exactly. it, uh, what's the well, thing? The other thing that people the, the other thing that people ignore is that all the traditions, whether you be Christian, uh, Islam, Hindu, uh, Buddhist, Taoist, it, it, all the all the traditions teach that death is not a, it, it's just a change. It's not something yeah. to fear. Um, the one thing that none of us can avoid, they have used to manipulate people. Fear of death, fear of death, fear of death. Well, I can tell you right now, I've been in places in the world that death would have been a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have uh, seen some of these things in my lifetime. And those people having died would have been a relief. Instead, they got just enough. Um, Ethiopia is a very good example. Just enough to sustain them and not allow them to die. Now, that's yeah. torture. Yeah, it's um, and that's have you been to Ethiopia? You know, that's been going on for thirty years. They just yeah. yeah, they give them just enough to keep them alive, but not enough to sustain them. Oh, it's, to me, that it's is outright shocking, isn't it? It's shocking, mate, isn't it? Really, really but is. But that's the people who are in charge. You, you know, know what's frustrating? You, know yeah. you know what's frustrating, that Raven, right? You get like the likes of uh, that. that Elon Musk, he spent billions on buying Twitter. Surely, uh, you'd think that that money, yeah. it would uh-huh. put towards like helping uh, the unfortunate homeless kids, uh, abused kids, something like that, homeless people. You know what? You know what I could do with $43 billion today? If I had $43 billion right now, I could yeah. make it so that nobody would ever be hungry, nobody ever would ever be homeless. And exactly. if you wanted to work, and if you didn't want to work, you didn't have to. With $43 billion, I could grow enough food to feed everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I wouldn't do it traditionally, but uh, you know, we have systems right now where we could grow enough food to feed everyone, and we wouldn't even need to have it outside on farmland. Or like hydroponic <laughs> We could grow we could grow in caves where yeah, the where the food is way. protected. The environment yeah. the environment is clean. And I could grow more food in the giant cave systems that they've dug than I could ever grow on top of the ground. And it would be clean, pure, and as much as we needed. But they won't do it, uh, even though they could. You know, you know, like in a cave, like, like you're on about a cave, mate, right? It would, I would imagine it would have like uh, a steady uh, environment, like a temperature as well. Exactly. Like, yeah. I could grow tropical. I could grow topical. I could grow cold weather fruit. I could grow, I could grow year round everything that you needed in these cave systems that they've t- taken and turned into military industrial complex. And I, I could grow food year-round. You'd never run out. And it's we things like, have everything to do it right now. Yeah. Do you know what? Right? This is, I mean, I'm proper hollow earth. I love it. 
I just love the idea of everything about it. It's little things like this that make it oh, yeah. even more believable. Because <laughs> you think, you, you well, think you like, like you're saying there about uh, food, hollow earth food, there you go. That's where they're getting the food. Okay. They say that St. Germain, St. Germain was from the inner earth or had been there. Right. That's what they say. Um, you know, he lived... <laughs> He lived and maintained his age at 30-some 30 30 years old for centuries. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with St. Germain, but it's an amazing, amazing story if you get a chance to check him out. I'm going to um, be uh, checking this out as soon as we finish, mate. But St. Germain lived centuries, and there are rumors that he had been to the inner earth and back. <laughs> How's that for... Whoa. Um, and for your I'm listeners, for your listeners, smiling, right, I'm smiling. <laughs> for your listeners that don't get to hear me very often, um, I would recommend um, there's a fellow that does YouTube videos. His name is Mr. Mythos, M Y T H O S, Mythos. Um, yes. He has some fantastic inner earth stories. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, and then there's another, I, I really enjoy it. It's called Esoterica. Um, his name is Dr. Esoterica. Yeah. He's a, he's actually a doctor, a, a studier, a religious professor, but he has some of the most amazing esoteric presentations. Um, I'll send you the link. Yes. That's brilliant. Um, that, mate. Thank you very much. You know, the information, the, the knowledge is out there. The problem is, is most people don't have time. Or the resources to get to it. True. Um, well, but so it, they have to rely it, on people. Yeah, it helps with people. us with our shows, doesn't it, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they rely on people like you and me to at least give them an hour or two of uh, things to look at, things to, to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'll say it again and I say it all the time. I don't ask people to believe me and I don't want them to disbelieve me. Either know or don't. And if you don't know, Go and find out. Yeah, because look into it yourself. Yeah. I, I can present all the documents and all the books and all the information. I could present all that stuff in a nice, neat format, yeah. and it would do absolutely no good because the person who doesn't want to know, well, not true. <laughs> and they'll just walk yeah. away. <laughs> Get you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raven. But and we have I, to I be respectful. Talk about kindness. Yes. We have to do, be mate. respectful. Yeah. There are people who don't want to know. They just want to stay oblivious. And we have to be kind enough to let them. You know? Uh, do you know it's rough. It, it's it, hard. It, it's difficult. It is. It can be worrying. Because you think, just please, just listen. Uh, if they, like I said, if they don't believe you, just have a read of that or just look at this. Uh, but still, even, even that, it, sometimes it's not enough. Some people just don't want to yeah. believe. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, I, and maybe it's better that they don't know what's coming. Yeah. You know, I, I know what's coming. And, and I will tell you, and there's we can figure, the old myth, and I don't know how many people are familiar with this myth, but Mars went to the Hall of the Gods and he made war with Zeus because he was angry. And Zeus put a scar on the side of his face. You remember that story? I am not familiar with this, mate, no. <laughs> okay, so 
Mars was angry. He went to the Hall of the Gods and he made war. He, he was going to make war with Zeus and Zeus struck him once, put a scar on his face and calmed him down. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a re- reference to the planet Mars. Planet Mars has a scar. Well, the right, reason why right. it has a scar is it got into the Hall of the Gods. When it got into the Hall of the Gods, it was the four gas giants, which Saturn, Neptune, uh, Uranus and Jupiter. Right. Those are all gods. They were in a hall. They were squared away. And Mars got between them and the sun. And that's how it got scarred. All right. (laughs) That's what that story actually means. The planet Mars was in between them four gas giants and got scarred. Well, we we on Earth are going to be in the hall of the gods, which is where all mankind gets judged in the hall of the gods. You're going to be in the Hall of the Gods in October of 2024. The four gas giants will be boxed up square, and we're going to be between them and the sun, just like Mars was. Right. So, But did you say that was October? 2024. 2024. And uh, again, don't believe or disbelieve me. Anybody can pull up a Stellarium program and spin the planets around, and you'll see the alignment. Yeah, the star programs, you know, the solar, uh, the solar planet, uh, they got they got programs online where you can you can look at the alignments of the planets. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating that how we get the information. Isn't it really is. Yeah, you can spin that forward to October of 2024 and you will see the four gas giants are in a box, and the Earth is between them and the Sun, and that matches the eye of Hinde. With the four stars and the sun in the middle, and the sun. Um, so sun we, we had, and Sora the sun demon. There you go, brother. Oh, nice. Um, and, and we, know, <laughs> we know, uh, we know that we're going to be lined up there, and we're going to be yeah, caught yeah. between the magnetic field, the electromagnetic field, and then four gas giants, and the sun. Um, last time it spit at Mars and put a scar across Mars. We know that it burnt the black soil band across this planet um i have no idea what is going to happen this time um i have to i have to based upon history and what we have in writings i would have to say that we're going to get a big scar just like the grand canyon somewhere else on the planet because the grand canyon is a scar just like what happened to mars you know something mate right i've always wondered how it's got like that (laughs) excuse me how it's got the way it is uh, you've just answered. Yeah, well, you yeah. Wow. The Grand Canyon is an electrical scar, just like just like the scar on Mars. So we know it's happened before. Could um, you imagine? Well, I mean, the size of the Grand Canyon. Imagine the. Can you imagine what the it size would have looked like? Yeah, it would have been yeah. huge, man. You would have seen that from the other side of uh, Earth, well, easily. Yeah, well, you know, I'd hate to have been standing there. Well, actually. Being there when it happened might have been a relief. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, we have volcanoes yeah. and earthquakes and all that other stuff, too, that happens, too, along with this. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing it. I mean, it's a pattern. Um, that, a lot of people that I talk to. Yeah. Do, do, do you think, ahead, Raven, that, you, you know, uh, like you said, like that huge uh, lightning on the Grand Canyon, do you think that would have triggered by other activity like has a knock-on effect like for example they should mention volcanoes you think yeah. it would have called yeah yeah 
Well, that makes sense. Well, that we, know that, we know that Antarctica used to be connected to South America. Um, we know this because there are maps that show it that way. And if you look at South America, you can still see the canal through the rivers in the southern tip of South America. You can still see right. the squared away canals that were built there. So that, that that was their egress. They could go through that river system and across into the Atlantic. Um, the old maps show Antarctica was connected to South America. Um, a lot of people think that that happened 12,900 years ago. Yeah. But the maps up until the 1200s, up until the 1200s, showed nice. Antarctica connection. That's fascinating, that, man. Uh, yeah, and well, it, you know what, as well, uh, Raven, right? You know uh, how you say that it would have been connected to South America? It makes you wonder mm-hmm. um, what people uh, lived on Antarctica. Yeah. The most, the most, well, most big. You talk about Tartary, you know, you wanted to talk about Tartaria, too. Yes, um, yes. They, uh, they existed, we know, up until about the 1200s. But something happened in that cataclysm at about 1170, 1130 to 1170, that the island of California was slammed into the mainland. It used to be separated. Antarctica got split away, and there were disasters all over the planet. Um, and... That, I believe, I hate to use that word, I am reasonably sure that that is the reason why we have that thousand-year gap in history is because there just wasn't anything happening. People, people were just trying to survive. Um, yeah, yeah. We had that, the giants. that makes sense. We that made, yeah. yeah. Well, we had the giants, too. Everywhere around the planet, we had people that were 8 to 10 feet tall. Yes. Um, if sure. you had a <laughs> cataclysm, if, if you had a ma- massive cataclysm, and you had a uh, immediate reduction in food supply. Somebody that big couldn't survive. That's the first. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to need a lot of food. Exactly. And if you had an electromagnetic change in the atmosphere, their their neuro- neurological system wouldn't function the same. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? At that yeah. size, being smaller was actually an advantage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because our neurological systems are better. Um, our neurological systems are better insulated and not as stretched out as somebody who would be eight or ten feet tall. So when the electromagnetics changed around them, they probably had serious neurological disorders. Yeah. Just like a lot of people have today with, with the changes that we're seeing. You know, you have to put the science and the oral traditions and the written history. And the, the observations together, and that's how you find the patterns. Yeah. You know, you know we, and we, a lot of people see patterns that way. Yeah, it's like when you mentioned in Giants, then, and then you the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, the soft. last family, Haven't. the last family that would have had history, the yeah. last family that would have had historical knowledge was the Romanovs Romanoffs. in Russia. Yeah, the, the Russians are the last okay. family that had history that went back 300 years was the Romanov. And what did they do immediately after the 1800s? They sent the Bolshevik in there and wiped them out. Um, that was the end of that reset in the 1800s. When they got rid of the Romanovs, they got rid of history. And that would have been the last, the last link. The last, well, the last they, link. 
Yep, and they may have been the last of the Tartars, the Tartaries, or Tartarians, because they come from that area where Tartaria is on the Russian map. Yes, sir, that's where the Romanov family was from. It's a huge area. Um, they may but but that's where that family was from. The Romanovs were from the area where Tartary is marked on the Russian map. Um, so they would have been the last, and they would have had a three hundred year history. So. Yeah. You know, they would have obviously been able to prove a lot of the stuff that we were being told wrong. <laughs> yeah, they would have won it, wouldn't they? Uh, I mean, it, even, Raymond, even just, just, just looking at the maps, they are mm-hmm. in themselves fascinating to see the the area oh, of what Tartary covered. It's near enough for the entire land, near enough. I don't, I don't think, uh, well, has there been, has, has there been a civilization as big as Tartarus? The only knowledge? one that I can think of, the only one that I could think of that would have been bigger than Tar- Tartary would have been the uh, old civilization that uh, the uh, gates of the gods are connected to. And that's, it's gotten so muddy. They talk about Atlantis and they, they talk about a city. Atlantis. They talk about, yeah, yeah they talk about a city of atlantis and then they talk about a continent of atlantis and then they talk about a civilization of atlantis problem is is everybody muddies them all up um the continent you can find it it's out it's out in the atlantic it's sunk and it's right on the atlantic rift just off of bimini um i don't understand why people can't find it you know they always say well we don't know where the continent's at well there it is you can see it on the maps um (laughs) There is a and and here uh, off of Bimini, um, there's a whole pyramid complex under two thousand feet of water out there. Um, I don't understand why people don't know that either. Um, oh, they say, oh well, we don't know where Atlantis was, at. but but there's a whole complex, a whole pyramid complex under two thousand feet of water out there that they've known about for forty years. Um, Maybe it's the obfuscation of information. People just don't have access to it or can't, you know, whatever, find it. Um, Or maybe they just don't want to talk about it because they can't make money. But the continent of Atlantis is right out there in the Atlantic. Um, It's sunk. Um, It's on the Atlantic Rift, which makes sense that it would have sunk if we'd have had a big cataclysm, you know, like a solar activity, earthquakes, volcanoes, whatever. Um, The city of Atlantis was the city of Atlan, A-T-L-A-N. That was the king of the city. The city of Atlan, um, most people still think it was the Eye of Africa. It matches the descriptions. It matches the the uh, location. You can still see a canal there. You can see where the water flooded out when that part of Africa lifted up. Yeah. Um, you can see it on the maps. Here's the thing that people don't pay attention to. Like everybody says Babylon was in Iraq, right? Well, Babylon, the word means gate of the gods. That's what it means. If you say Babylon, you're referring to the gate of the gods. Well, the hanging gardens of Babylon, and I'm so sick of these people making money and not telling the truth. The hanging gardens of Babylon are in Peru. Everybody sees them all the time if they're looking at Cusca. Those cursed gardens. The, the terraced gardens in Peru. Have you seen them? I've not seen them. The, ter- gardens, the terraced gardens in Peru 
are the hanging gardens of Babylon. And the reason why we know this is because right there in the mountain is carved one of the gates with a keyhole in it. Really? The terraces, the, the terraces are the exact same size as described as the hanging gardens of Babylon. The plains out below that you can see the garden from, they have the pools, they have the water wells where the screws used to be, the Archimedes screws. They have the amphitheater. And they had and they had access to the ocean, to the river, which was all the description of Babylon, the hanging gardens of Babylon. They are in Peru, right out in front of everybody to see. But nobody for some reason they refused to acknowledge it. And and here's the key. It's Babylon, the word. It's the Babylon, the word is gate of the gods. Now, was there a Babylon in Iraq? They found a gate there. But the gate itself is what Babylon means. Anywhere you find one of those gates, that's Babylon. where the civilization was. Right. Yep, exactly. And that was a global civilization. There, there, there's a gate out in California carved into the mountain. There's a gate in Peru carved into the mountain. There's one in Turkey. There's one in Iraq. There's one in India. There's one in China. There's two in Nepal and Tibet. They're, they're literally gates carved into the mountain, and it looks like they have a keyhole in them. And if you look at the old images, what did the elder beings, they, they weren't gods, they were elder beings. What did they wear? They had a wristband of some kind on. They always carried a purse of some kind. Yes, but like were, a it was like a bug. If they were pictured near one of those gates, they always had a stone in their hand. That stone is the key to making those things work. I don't know how they work. I just know that every time an elder being was pictured by one of the gates, one of the Babylon gates of the elders, they had a stone in their hand. The stone had to be the key to make it work. And those are cut into quartz, by the way, which is electrical. <laughs> you know, quartz carries electricity just like the wrist. Um, that's what I'm talking about, patterns. You, you can't just look at one thing. Um, Babylon is a global civilization. Everywhere you find one of those gates carved, there's one here in south in the southwest in Utah. There's one in California. Um, there's one in England, England or Ireland, Ireland. But there's a stone. There's a there's a, a doorway carved into rock face. That's um, very interesting. Nice. It's very interesting. Um, so wherever you find one of those gateways with that keyhole in it. You are where the the global civilization used to be, and and I don't understand. You know, I was invited to, to in 1998. They were having the first international conference on Atlantis, and I was going to go present exactly what I was telling you just now. Yeah, that Atlantis yeah. was a a continent and a global civilization now hidden through obscurity, called Babylon. And why was it called Babylon? Because everywhere the gates of the gods were is where Atlantis was. And uh, I got uninvited. <laughs> Do you know what that will be for so, me? Because cause truth, they, they, they probably didn't want you, uh, you know, you sharing make money. truth. Well, no. the truth. And that's something else, I, I, you know. Well, people it. talk about my books and stuff, and yes, I've got yeah. I've got 23 books in print. I have a doctorate. I have two master's degrees. I have a bachelor's degree with philosophy and humanities being the, the primary. 
um, with psychology. And I've, and I've, got, I've got associate degrees. <laughs> but here's the thing. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff makes any difference. I have never once promoted my books on any interview that I've done because I don't care. The money is not the issue. We need to get the information out to people and get people thinking about it. Yeah. You know, and, and we'll go back to the death. We'll go back to the death, the death thing. Um, people need to understand that it's inevitable. They need to quit fearing it because if they quit fearing death, then all these people who are all these people who are manipulating from above, you know, higher places. Yeah. Um, what's the old saying? Uh, you know, um, the people from the higher places that are manipulating whether it be parliament or prime minister or president or whatever if you quit fearing death and stand up they they have no more power but they use that manipulation of the fear of death which nobody's going to get out of there's no way to get out of dying at least not in this life yeah you know at least not not in these physical bodies and i don't know why you want to stay forever anyway yeah, um, you know, I'm sorry, I'm wearing mine out pretty good. <laughs> I thought it was a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought it was an amusement park ride. Yeah, it's like it's like we you mentioned uh, death then, uh, and you know the governments, etc., those in high positions. It's like all the. Um, Excuse me, language. All the bullshit with the pandemic. Yeah, like they made it out as if you know. The the pandemic's been going on for a long, long time. Yeah, you know, Uh, it started. It started with Rome. Well, it started before that, but Rome is when it became a global problem. Yeah. Um. They use their they use their merchants and their their seamen. To go around and, and take what they wanted. Yeah. And uh, they build up wealth. They build up strength. And if you wouldn't go along with them, they just wiped you out. Yeah. And they have used that same practice for years now. Yeah. Um, uh, it's disgusting. You know, they've hidden it under different things. You know, they've, hidden, they've used religion. They've used governments. And a lot of people don't realize government comes from govern, uh, mente, which is mind control. So well, when they say that they're a government, they're talking mind. You know, mente means mind control. So well, if you have a government, they're telling you exactly what they intend. They int- intend to control your mind. And it doesn't matter if it's secular or if it's religious. If it's a government, they want to control your mind. <laughs> you know they told you they, they, yeah. they didn't hide it um you know they have this thing about lying and telling the truth at the same time a very very good example you everybody listening to you and i know about december 12th 2012 right or december 21st 2012 the mayan calendar the end the of the, you know, the end of the 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 mayan calendar yeah december 21st, 2012, that's the end of the Mayan calendar. Well, no. They were giving you the Gregorian calendar date, which is not accurate. The Gregorian calendar is is a total load of crap. If you want to know lunar count like the Mayans used, you have to find the lunar calendar. There's only two of them still in existence. The Enochian calendar, which the Ethiopians use, and the Canaanite calendar, which is used in Israel. Um, Those are both lunar. 
So December 21st, 2012, on a lunar count, which was Mayan, was March 5th of 2021. <laughs> now, they they gave you the right date, but they lied to you and gave you the wrong calendar. Now, if you go to the Bible, the Bible is an esoteric word. Can you face it literal? I feel sorry for it because they don't understand what it is. But in Revelation 12, 4, it says, in Revelation 12, 4, it says that the virgin will stand on the moon. She will have a crown of 12 stars and she will give birth to the sun. The sun will move into the mouth of the dragon, right? That's what Revelation 12, 4 says. What that is, is that's Virgo, the constellation, standing on the moon with Leo over her head, plus three planets, the wandering stars. And Saturn stayed inside the, the abdominal area of the constellation Virgo for 42 weeks, which is the gestation of a woman. 42 weeks. Wow. Okay. After 42 weeks, it went retrograde and went into the mouth of Drago. That was September 23rd, 2017, right after the eclipse. The big wow. eclipse in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, three and a half years later, three and a half years later, March 5th, 2021. Three and a half years after that, which would be the seven years of tribulation that they talk about, yeah. would be October of 2024. Which now, ties, you have gone through ties in with, yeah, yeah. Raven, you blow my mind, mate. <laughs> Well, I, I've given you the pattern, and I've given you Christian proof. I've oh. given you Islamic proof. I've also used the Mayan calendar, and I've also used historical patterns from ice cores and um, the bogs in Ireland and uh, evidence. Do you know, you know it's, it's it does not come any better than this. It really doesn't. Like you said, you've got snippets. I've, now I've got two pages of material that I can go back and look, look up, which I will be doing. Uh, I'm going to check out you the know, videos me, you know, it's like, on YouTube. I don't get an opportunity to folks over your way very much. And yeah. I wanted to make sure that if we were going to invest the time, they get the biggest bang for their buck. Yes. Uh, <laughs> ah, mate. I can't thank you enough for this. It, yeah, really, it really has. Like, I'm smiling okay. here. <laughs> And it. I am I'm not against I'm not against coming on again. If you if you find some stuff that you want to go back over or more stuff that you want to talk about, I'll come back on anytime, brother. Right. One hundred percent please. Um uh, if we could do it next Sunday if you uh, if you are available. Next Sunday? Could do a part next two Sunday, if you want, same mate. Time. Same same time, we'll please. Is that all right? Oh man. Yes. That'll work. Oh, brilliant. Oh but uh and you, like, like I said, people need to hear this stuff because a lot of the obfuscation that a lot of the obfuscation is the cyclical patterns. And they're talking about the great economic reset, and it's all distraction. This war with Russia, um, the uh, all the uh, all the problems that you're seeing with food and fertilizer and chemical factories, this is all distraction. In 2016 and 2017, we had so much gamma radiation, and people that aren't familiar with gamma radiation, that is radiation normally that you would get from nuclear explosions, you know, like nuclear bombs. Right. Except for the gamma radiation was coming from the sun, all right? 
And it was putting uh, the sensors into RADCON 5. RADCON 5, you don't normally see unless there's been a nuclear explosion somewhere. You know, like right on top of Fukushima or right on top of Chernobyl. That's RADCON 5. But it was global. When the sun was shining on you, when the sun was shining on you, you were getting RADCON 4 and RADCON 5 levels. Well, that hasn't dropped off. Then we're getting x-rays from all these solar flares. And we're also getting UVC. Now, UVC is a completely different thing. Normally, if you get sunburnt, that's UVA, UVB. All right. UVC will, will go right through things. It will go right through wood. It will go right through your roof. It, it, it does damage to your cellular structure. Um, we've been getting UVC since 2016 and 2017. More, more so in 2017. After, after the sign in heavens um, from Revelation 12.4. Anyway, UVC. And, and, and gamma radiation and x-rays degrade metal, all right? If you, if you have a nuclear leak like at Fukushima, it degrades metal, and it causes it to crystallize and become weak, all right? So now all this time, the last two years, we've been seeing explode. We've been seeing damage to roofing. We've been seeing bridges that, that, that have collapsed. We've been seeing uh, uh, gas pipelines water lines, uh, all kinds of things that are just failing. Well, we've been getting gamma radiation and UVC for six years now, five, six years now. So the ground doesn't stop it. If, if you've got a pipe buried in the ground, it doesn't protect it from gamma radiation or from UVC. It goes right through the ground, just like x-rays. Um, so the failures that we're seeing now are... Everybody says, oh, it's man-made, and it's, it's part of this war thing that's going on. I'm telling everybody right now, the war thing that's going on is to distract people from what's actually happening. It's, yeah. it's a distraction. That's um, what they tend to do, isn't it, mate? They don't and, see. Yeah. yeah, they don't. They don't yeah. Uh, well, and the other thing, too, is here in, here in the United States, they started rebuilding the old steam engine trains about a ago. They actually brought in old board makers and old welders and old finishers to repair and make them usable. Why would you want steam engines when you got these great big diesels? It's because the diesels won't work <laughs> under electromagnetic press. Um, the United States Navy, some of the ship companies. Some of the some of the United States Navy and counties were two standards, so that they're all manual, not computer controlled. Wow, so it's don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so, so I'm giving I'm giving everybody information. This is you know, brilliant, mate. It really is. Have, um, have we filled up your time? <laughs> there is just I don't, one want, more I don't thing. want to. There's one more thing before because yep. uh, I've got you know there's so much mate you are a wealth of knowledge uh, uh, I love it um, one more thing please if I can ask you uh, Navajo Navajo skinwalkers I honestly have to tell you I don't know much about skinwalkers. Right, okay. um, I have read stuff. I have read stuff that other people have written, and I've I've I know a few Navajo. Um, you know, there's an old tradition that says that uh, 
if you the energy sorry, you, that you can sorry, occupy, you you can occupy. Sorry. yeah yeah there's an old tradition that says that if you embrace the energies of an animal you can occupy it it, it will let you let you run with it um, or fly with it or swim with it but uh that's that's my traditions i i don't know anything really about the skinwalkers other than things that i've read um it's never really because of the traditions that they have and yeah. the uh, oral traditions that I've heard, I was just never interested. It didn't sound right, right. like anything I wanted to be part of. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it's I did still, know. Yeah, I, I would be more than glad to tell you. Yeah, it's very similar. Uh, a very so, similar entity down a Wendigo. Have you heard of Wendigo? Well, the Wendigos are a little bit different. Well, you know, right. we have, we, you know, people, people here, they talk about Bigfoot and uh, yeah. we don't yeah. call them that. Sasquatch. Um, and I've seen them. I've seen them five times in my life really? in five different states. <laughs> yes. Sure. Um, but we call them the old people. The um, old we don't call people. them Sasquatch. Uh, well, you know, I have never we heard that the they were, before. They were here before we were. Um, I've never had a bad experience. I I saw one looking in the window at me, <laughs> and that, that's all it was. It was just looking in the windows. It walked by, and it kind of I got wet. It, it, I was like, I'll stay. yeah. And it, it was like completely unconcerning. I, I don't know how to explain that. It was just like it just walked by, and and me, I'm a hunter. I'm a tracker. I do all kinds of other things, and I was I wasn't even the least bit interested, which was really weird. You know, normally I go hang outside to see the deer. In this case, this big person goes walking by covered in hair, and I just sat there for a while. Um, <laughs> they have some kind of an effect on you. I, I don't know how to explain that. They have some kind of an effect on you. Um, when I was out in Colorado, I saw three of them together going up, up a ridge. Um, I saw three going up a ridge. I got my binoculars out to look at them. I could barely see them with my binoculars. And when one of them turned and looked at me, the next thing I knew that they were gone and I'd lost an hour. Nice. Uh, oh. they, they have oh, some man. kind of an effect on you. And I don't know what it is. It's like it's but I'd be glad like to about control that. Time. It is, well, either like that or they either that or they're able to affect your perception. Yeah. Wow. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I'd be glad to talk about that next time I'm on. But uh, oh, but please, um, mate, that, that I, now that states, I've seen him in five different states, from uh, Washington states. and Oregon, Colorado, North Carolina. I've seen him twice. Wow, <laughs> that's brilliant. So, that, mate. I, I can't wait till we uh, can. Can we speak of uh, Sasquatch next week, please? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be glad I'll just to. I'll fire this, mate. It really is. Uh, Raven, you are, seriously, mate, you blow my mind. <laughs> well, we don't have time to him haul around and, and uh, excuse my language, we don't have time to him haul around and bullshit about things. Yeah, you, um, you say what you want, mate. Don't need to be excused. Yeah, uh, uh, people, people need to. Uh, 
start looking at the reality around them. Yeah, true. Um, because true. what we're seeing is not all that there is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, um, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's been um, an absolute I pleasure. Appreciate sir. the invitation. Oh, it's a bit pleasure for me. Yes, yes, thank you, mate, thank you. But uh, I can't wait till next week. Yeah. I, I'm actually looking forward to it myself. Yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> everybody listening to us, take advantage of the day that you have. Do something nice for somebody. And don't yeah, forget, yeah. Um, all favorite. Yeah. we just have to say it to ourselves. Every yeah, morning, wake up. I am favored today, and today I'm going to be robbers. Yeah. And uh, you will be. Yeah. Today's what we sure. got. It is, mate. It is. <laughs> uh, Raven, do you want to let everybody know where they can get hold of you, mate, in, in case they uh, want to ask you any questions? Um, you can find you find my podcasts at Spreaker, P-R-E-A-K-E-R, Spreaker.com under Raven Kiefer. Yeah, and uh, I also have a, a channel on YouTube. I hate to send people there, but um, okay. I also have a channel on YouTube, and I and I do I endeavor to answer any comments that are put on either of them. So that is the easiest way to get a hold of me. Yeah, and um, I'll do that. I do have an address. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I do have an well, email address. I can't afford to go through it. <laughs> What I'll do, mate, is I'll put your links in the show notes as well when I release the episode. So they can just click on the link and go straight to YouTube or straight on speaker. I know you're on Podcast Addict as well because that's what I use listening to podcasts. And I found you yep. on there. Uh, no Apologies yeah, is podcast is called. Uh, and you've got to check the content out on it. It really is. Uh, I mean, what we've discussed today is just a snippet compared to what the content you've got for your show. Uh, brilliant mate brilliant uh, I appreciate it oh Raven thank you very much sir